everybody, this is another week and a new episode of Megashane. What's going on, people? I'm Nick. And I'm Victor. <sighs> you know, I'm back. Back at the jump off. Mm-hmm. You were sick. You still coughing. Oh, they tried to get me. She tried to get me. I know. <laughs> well, I was feeling sick. I had, well, I, well, I, I, I was... You know, eating something I wasn't supposed to be eating, and then stomach started acting up at three, about three, four in the morning. I was like, you know what? We can't go to work. This was last Friday. Girl, what would you eat? An ass? Uh, you know what? No. You supposed to be eating that, but I'm just saying that. I know that's right. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm still not ready. Um, no, I was trying to, you know, we were trying to. Once a while in our neighborhood, they always get like these new restaurants and they always give out like these brand new flyers and, you know, come in with 60% off. And we went and I'm not going to call their name out, but, you know, they were they were ready. It's just the food was a little rich. And I realized oh, yeah. that I'm older and I can't be doing all that spicy stuff like I used to do. You know, in the South, that's all we know is spice and hot sauce. And, you know, because hot sauce is like milk and Kool-Aid in real life. And butter. Yep. So, you know, I tried to show out and it showed up. So <laughs> I was like, and I called in and I was like, you know, I can't come to work. Cause I'm already feeling like this and um, I don't want to be going through it at work. So, so basically, you had a shitty kitty. We could say that, uh, and that's totally fine. But you know, I was good. I had to be good because you know that Saturday, for some of y'all know, I went to go see Miss Ross. So I had to go and be ready for that. So went to Hollywood Bowl. Um, me and my friend Peter and his husband, and we went and his sister, and we went. Um, and people were there was a lot of white people there for Donna Ross. I was a little, you know, a little surprised, but there was a lot of black, older, gay, queer men there. You know, a lot of queens, though, a lot of queens. But that was good. You know, the white folks love Diana Ross. They do. I sit next to a row of white women um, who was just feeling themselves. I'm like, I didn't know she did that to y'all that way, <laughs> but okay. Because, you know, we here for the dresses and the songs. I was a little disappointed she didn't sing Mirror, Mirror and Swept Away. I wanted to hear Swept Away and I wanted to hear um, she did Chain Reaction. It's one of my favorite songs. Uh-huh. Uh, what else did she do? I know she did The Boss. No. She didn't? No, and I kind of wanted to hear that. You know, the songs I want to hear from Diana are not like the ones that were released. Like, I want to hear um, that one song, Once in the Morning and Once in the Evening, that one, and The Boss, which sometimes she does The Boss, according to what show she's doing. She's in Vegas, she does The Boss. Um, she did Reach Out and Touch Someone. She did um, I'll Be There. Uh, we, do Off of One. No, but I like Awful One. That one grew on me. I love that one. I like that one. I like Tenderness. I like I like that silly little song about the workout song <laughs> that she had she had in one of her albums. And I like um, Dirty Looks, and I like um, the voice behind the power. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why I like that song. There, I guess it's it's inspirational enough where it's not a Christian song, but it's cute. It's cute. When I hear it, it's cute. I always feel like I could have, 
if I was gonna if I was gonna do drag, I would do that song. That'll be in my list of songs to do. <laughs> but she gave us hair. She gave us dresses. She changed three times. Um, she get and she broke her ankle because she was playing with her grandkids. Um, but she was still, you know, she's a professional, so she was still out there giving it to you. That's good. She didn't even do eating alive. No. Ugh, and man. pieces of ice. See, we need her to do like her whole discography, basically. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be up there for like four hours. Would you? Would you sit there through four hours? I would. I guess I would too. Uh, if we got an intermission. Yeah. You know, the Hollywood Bowl is outside, and you know. Oof. Yeah, and those are not comfortable seats. I want. I want to go somewhere. It's like a hundred, like where a hundred people can be. Like it's intimate enough. And we give her a list of 20 songs that she has to perform. And we know we have to pull some of the Supreme songs, you know. Uh-huh. And then we have to get, you know, some of her stuff. And then she did I'm Home from The Wiz. She did that. Okay. But she also did He Lives in You um, from The Lion King. And that's one of my favorite songs. Oh. Because I love it. Yeah, I was like, okay, Diana. She had a little choir out there. She had some dancers that Debbie Allen um, worked with. She mentioned that. Of course, Debbie Allen worked with them. Yeah, and you know, you know, it was just classic Diana giving us hair, giving us curls, giving us dress, giving us wind effect, you know, <laughs> all that stuff. And you know, I was happy to be out there with my shawl because it got cold, and I was excited to wear my shawl. But you know what? The sad thing. Well, why? Well, why this white woman next to me said, "Ma'am." <laughs> She said, ma'am, could you pass it? I was she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see your mustache. I was like, oh, that's fine. Because she saw me in my shawl. And I was like, that's okay. That's okay. Ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what else have you been up to? Because it's been a while. It has been a while. Uh, well, you know, last week. So last week on Twitter, I jumped on, you know, I jumped up. We jump on our, our um, Megasheen account. And put up stuff. So I put up about Suicide Squad too, because I said nobody really wants to see that, and nobody really don't. But apparently, bitch, you would have thought somebody you cut somebody's mama. You would have thought I insulted the Marvel universe. Um, <laughs> so these folks was coming out swinging. I, I we got I got one person uh, suspended because. <laughs> well, well, I was like, you showing out way too much over this, but apparently people want a sequel of Suicide Squad. I don't know why you want a sequel of Suicide Squad, but you may not get one because I didn't. We didn't put this in our tea, but apparently, um, DC Universe basically came out and said, um, we're gonna actually start focusing on on making good movies. And when they were talking about that, Suicide Squad Two was not mentioned. So I'm just saying that maybe, maybe they got you know the word that we just don't need to do that. But again, it was just kind of funny to see people pressed and seriously pressed about that. And it made me really think about, you know, a lot of ways, and I'll say this and y'all can come at me again. I don't care that it's people like y'all is the reason why they can't be great. Cause y'all be enabling them. Y'all like the parents who be enabling these badass kids to keep doing stuff Y'all are the ones enabling them for being great because y'all keep saying, oh, that was good when everybody keeps saying that was the worst movie. and But yet y'all out here spending money, watching it multiple times, screaming for a Snyder cut of films. And I'm just like, 
Girl, who has that kind of time? Who, who wants that type of time? Like, recently they just said that we want to have the Snyder Cut. I'm like, nobody wants that. No. Nobody wants that. So, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, that was fun just to see the, the people. We had more likes of people saying that, that, that they don't want it, but it was interesting to see the people who responded because they were the ones who were fighting and trying to curse people out and fighting each other on it and to a point where people were calling us, you know, saying to them, calling us pussies and everything. I was like, this is a lot. I said, y'all are doing the most for some Suicide Squad, but right. all right. <laughs> what about you? What's been going on with you? Well, y'all know I've been sick, you know, the summer cough that got me. Mm-hmm. But, um, Let's see. I I watched this movie called uh, Zeitgeist Addendum. It was, I guess, the the sequel to uh, Zeitgeist the movie, and it was about these uh, theories about um, religion, how the conspiracy about nine uh, eleven, and how money and the system that is set up has for lack of a better word, contaminated the whole world and how there's only a few people that have all the wealth and how this kind of system is unsustainable and sooner or later this system is going to break down. Mm-hmm. So it, it delved into that. It's on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Um, what else did I watch? Um, I've been keeping up with Pose, mm-hmm. obviously. And bitch, that last episode. I know. They got me. We need to start. We might need to make that our regular talk about because um, I I started live tweeting it. I might just start doing it every Sunday um, just because it's fun to do. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was a good Christmas episode. And someone said it best that, you know, Lena gave us Thanksgiving and now Pose gave us Christmas. Mm -hmm. Pose. Like, I, th- I thought about it, and I thought about it, and, like, I'm so thankful that they are doing it right. Mm-hmm. Even though I still sigh when Evan Peters comes up on the screen. <laughs> My boyfriend was like, we get it, Nick. You don't like him. You don't, you're not here for him. I'm like, still, like, ugh, he just wears me out. I'm like, But I get his, re- I, I get, I get why he's there, you know. I get, yeah, I get why he's here, but I'm like. We don't need Does a whole storyline. Yeah. Anywho, um, I'm. We as queer people of color need a show like this mm-hmm. because we just do. Yeah. Point blank period. We just do. Mm-hmm. And, and you're I'm so right. glad that they they're getting it right too. Yeah, because there's things that are said and done that is very familiar, and I love the family aspect of it. I love how Bianca is with them because she's straight up like people's mamas you know like about you gonna do this i love that the fact that they can argue and then be like but i still love you though but i'm gonna still cuss you out i'm gonna still tell you about yourself i like that i love i think this is one of the best roles that um oh i can't think of his name right now that he has and i've um asked um billy what's his name billy porter yeah i think this is one of the best roles i mean besides kinky boots because I still remember the first time I was introduced to him 
was Broken Hearts Club, which I feel like they did not give him the best role. He was just the asexual black man in that. But here, he's giving you so much. He's giving you an introduction to his skill set. If you didn't know anything about him, he is giving you so much. And just seeing this, and then finally seeing a story that talks about our experience with the AIDS crisis is, I mean, they just scratched the surface, but I think they're going to get more into it as we go further. It's, it's good because we have never seen us, our story. We have never seen our version of it. We've seen the white people struggle, but we ain't never seen our struggle. So you're right. This is what we needed. I love that it's not completely, because some people were, t- were saying that they were worried this would be a copy of Paris is Burning. And I was like, no, I think it's a continuation. It's one of the stories within that world, but it's not anything like they're not bringing in the houses from that time. They're, they're completely right. different houses, different feels that you can feel the elements of it. But at the same time, this is a whole nother world. And I have to say, Elettra. <laughs> Listen, can we talk about Elettra? Because Dominique Jackson is playing the shit out of that role. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, first of all, Dominique Jackson is a model. Yes. To begin with, she has been on the runways for a very long time. Yes. And then she was on that show on, uh, I think it was on Oxygen uh, Strut. Mm-hmm. So I'm familiar with her. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that she had this in her, to be completely honest. Yeah. She's playing, like I said before, she's playing Electra like a banjee, Diane, K- well, a banjee, uh, Dominique. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I love her. And. When she, when they did that little, uh, <laughs> then, and she was wearing all that red and that fur, I said, bitch, I can't. Uh, yeah, I was sitting here like, I'm mad at you. You pull it. And for some strange reason, I looked at her. I was thinking of all three of them as misfits because that's some misfit type of stuff. It is. Would that, would that, would that be, because the misfits were always dressed doing some crimes and I was like that's what the misfits would have done they would have set a building on fire in some furs <laughs> and, just, and be like who did this like the way and she ran down that street with that damn bucket I was like <laughs> I got up and left I got up and left I was, I was sitting in the living room I was like you know what I need to go get something to drink because I'm mad they just pulled this stuff out there but I love it it's a little bit of, they also give me a little bit of Cinderella you know, like Bianca is like Cinderella because when she left her mother, her step and her wicked stepsisters, it felt like that when I saw. Oh that. yeah, I get, I can, I can understand that. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm happy for this show, and that's, and I said recently that this is why I can't, I don't really do Drag Race. It's because of you know how it's spiraling out to be for what it is, but I'm so glad we have my house and we have pose because we do have elements of the past and the present and then some is fictional but then you also have the reality which is my house so if you ha- if y'all have not watched my house t- if you get a chance to check it out i think you can look at it on other way i think you can look at it online too um but it's it's a nice nice also introduction to now what it is in the ball scene out there so uh-huh. it's, it's i'm glad we have these options Exactly. I'm I'm so glad. And yes, if you're not watching Pose, get caught up and get, yeah, just, just start yeah. now. 
and I think we can we might we might try to sit down and make it a more of like of a live tweet event. I've tried to create a hashtag called Deep in Pose. If y'all remember that was a song Deep in Vogue. Um so Deep in Pose might be our hashtag. Um but you know, join us cuz I know, you know, we'll be doing that cuz it's a show that needs to be joined by family <laughs> and mm-hmm. watched and talked about. I th- Billy Porter needs to get some kind of any Emmy nomination. The mm-hmm. whole show, the writers, all of the actresses yes. and the actors, they need to get uh, Emmy noms. And another thing, this is showing you, this is showing that they're not only trans actors can act, but that it is high time to have real trans people on there, real trans people of color out here. And not only just you know, acting and, and performing, but the writing as well. We got Janet Mock out here giving you stories and stories that should have been told a long time ago. So mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And versus like you have movies coming out with uh, Matt Bomer playing a trans woman. Mm-hmm. I'm like, there's there's no reason for that. We have so many trans actors out there and we're seeing them. <laughs> yep. And it's working. Yep. Other than that, um, Shit, not much else. Girl trying to, well, I'll get to that later about my job. Um, Me too. As y'all know. Ugh. <laughs> um, yeah, nothing. Well, that's... Try to stay out of trouble. Well, that's everybody. Well, let's right. go ahead and get into this tea. I think we already in it. So let's just go ahead and continue on with the tea. So, um, E3. Yes, so E3 was, uh, what was it, a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I'm messing not going to get what you say? Messing up traffic. I, well, y'all know, <laughs> good and damn well E3 was come to town. <laughs> so I'm not even going to get into like all of um, what was shown, but just some highlights. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, so, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate was announced, and it's slated for a date, a release date of December seventh, and it will be on only on the Nintendo Switch, obviously, and it's going to feature all of the playable characters that were ever released on a Super Smash Brothers video game. So that's like at least 60, 64 people, which is. An impressive ass um, roster of characters. Mm-hmm. So I might think about getting a Switch only because of that game, mm-hmm. but I'm like, ugh, I don't even have time to play the games that I have right now, let alone a whole nother system. <laughs> so that was, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, another game that I am very interested in is the Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, I've been hearing a lot about that. Yes, yeah, so it's from uh, the developer Sucker Punch, and Sucker Punch did the infamous uh, series. Mm-hmm. And it's basically set in, I believe, feudal Japan. First off, the graphics look gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Like, it looks like a movie. Mm-hmm. Um. Second of all, the play, the gameplay is very um, think those kind of uh, Japanese movies is very that nature. 
and the gameplay is fluid as hell and it's uh bloody so you can't have a a samurai movie or a samurai video game without it being blood mm-hmm. so i am very interested in the story mode of this game and it will be coming out i would say uh, let me see here I would say in the next few, actually, there is no release date, but it's coming out for the PlayStation 4. And another game that caught my eye was The Last of Us 2. So Mm. The Last of Us 2 is a continuation of The Last of Us, um, and it features Ellie. And Ellie is a badass in this this game. Mm -hmm. Well, she was a badass in the first one. And she's even more of a badass than this one. <clears throat> so uh, the gameplay that was shown during uh, Sony's conference, she's taking on four or five people at the same time. And even as she's taking these people on, the enemies are being a little bit more smarter. Mm-hmm. They're traveling in packs. Oh. But, you know, they that's it's light work compared yeah. to her. <laughs> and I, uh, I enjoy that they... Um, because Ellie is a lesbian. Yeah. And I enjoyed that they featured a kiss between her and her, I'm guessing it was her girlfriend, mm-hmm. during the conference. Um, which, you know, we all need to see more queer representation and especially video games. Mm-hmm. So those were the some of the highlights. Um, there were some more that uh, I'll probably talk about online. But... I'm excited where they're going as far as video games. I know that the PS4 are is coming to its life cycle. So I would say in about 2020, we're going to start to see the next generation of PlayStation 5s, Xbox, whatever they want to be called, <laughs> um, and even possibly another Nintendo uh, system. But overall, I would say it was a decent conference i don't think because i usually i only watch it because of sony i don't think sony um i don't think they talked about all of their games because they have the playstation experience at the end of december well in the beginning of december so Mm -hmm. they're probably holding a lot more um uh, games to their hand Hmm. So that's about all I have for as far as E3 news. Well, I did see you this whole Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, well, I guess that will come out in 2118, but, you know. Girl, <laughs> they have been wishing and hoping for Kingdom Hearts for, no joke, 10 years. All right. <laughs> that's sad. That's and they sad. have been bullshitting. Oh, it's going to come out. Oh, it's going to come out. It was supposed to come out, I believe... The beginning of the PlayStation 3 and then they kept on bullshitting and mm-hmm. I'm not a, a Kingdom Hearts fan mm-hmm. or I'm not a, a Kingdom Hearts player I haven't played any of them mm-hmm. uh, but you know the girls are trying to keep hope alive <laughs> I feel like they've they been waiting on that game since Malia and, and what you call were born but <laughs> we'll see <her. laughs> and, and they damn near in college and one of them already is. so I just feel like they, you know they need to just quit playing around and come on because I you can't be teasing folks and especially at E3 and then be like 
in two years or three years. I'm like, well, that may as well be now for this. You have to do it like that. Right. Well, they already have a release date, but until I see it, it don't exist on the shelves. It doesn't exist to me. Yeah, that's true. They no shade to to Extina, but it, it's kind of like how it, there's a there's a meme of Christina talking about her new album over the years. Like, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. It came out, by the way, but it's funny because it's almost like that meme, like she kept saying for like almost four or five years straight, this album's coming. And by the way, her album is, is cute. It's cute. I haven't taken a listen to it because I was busy with uh, mm-hmm. Everything is Love. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, oh, I did that this weekend as soon as I don't know where I was when they said it dropped. And then, oh, I was at Donna Ross and they said it dropped. And so I was like, okay. And then I listened to it because I have a, a secret way to get into title. And so um, actually it's not a secret. So if y'all pay attention on Twitter, somebody actually revealed it. But I got on there, listened to it, liked it. I'm mad at Beyonce rapping better than some of these folks out here already rapping. And, but anyway. Right. That's a whole other thing, but that was a good album. But Christina is good too. So listen, you'll go on Spotify, listen to Christina if y'all got Spotify. But that was cute. She's grown, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. She's grown. So, what else are we talking about today? Well, let's talk about Miss um, Wonder Woman. So, um, last week while we were, we were out, you know, they released some pictures of Steve Trevor. And then we got some pictures of her, and then we got more pictures of them walking around town. They're filming in D.C. right now. And um, it's just been a lot of stuff coming out. Um, and then recently they did like a little video that she apparently she is driving or flying something. I made the assumption that she could be in the invisible jet because it looks like she's flying something in the street. Um, and so, and it's, it, as you can see, there's nothing around her, so it's not just a car. So it's been interesting to see these pictures because if you notice, her costume is a whole lot brighter. Um, she got some, she got some wave nouveau going on in her hair. Um, I like that picture when she was looking at the TVs. Um, something about that was kind of neat, kind of giving you a feel for the eighties. Um, some of the pictures that have been released, um, they even had some pictures of the death equals silence, so silence equals death. Um, kind of going back to the period of when AIDS became a big issue in the 80s. And so you see a poster of that. So I don't know if they will address it, but it was just interesting to see that. I'm excited um, just to see where they go with this. Um, because who knows where, you know, who knows how they're doing this. And I love that we haven't seen anything with Cheetah yet. I think they're strategically, you know, playing with us on that piece. Um, but I'm excited. Oh, have you seen some of the clips and some of the pictures? I have. Um, I'm interested, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, I'm still not too keen on Kristen Wiig being Cheetah. Mm-hmm. We'll see after you know we get some pictures released and yeah. some actual uh, like a trailer with her. Yeah. Now keep in mind, you know, Chris. A lot of people, and I'm not saying that you're doing this, but a lot of people have, you know, they 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 just keep her in the comedy world. Um, but she's done some drama, and she's good at drama. Um, she has done some interesting things, like, you know, I think about, um, what was that movie that she did? Let me look it up real quick. But she did a movie um, where she's playing a mother of this girl who's really discovering her 
her sexuality and everything else. And she's been in, you know, some some dramatic movies and things like that in the past. Um, so I give her some hope that she can kind of pull this off. And, you know, she went to, if y'all remember, she she's also a dancer. Uh, she did she did some work with Sia <laughs> um, and all that good stuff. So, you know, she had some stuff under her belt. I, I, I'm curious to see where she goes as Cheetah, but I think it'll be good. I think it'll be really good. I am cautiously optimistic, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good to be like that because you know how if we if we're not, we'll be we act like we're surprised. Uh, and I still not I still don't see it for Steve Trevor being in there. Well, I well here's a quick plug. I kind of did a mini episode a mini episode about Wonder Woman in the eighties and he and why he may be back. Um, so I talk a little bit about when they brought him back because he's died in the comics and been brought back. Now in the comics, it's not him. It's another Steve from another universe. Um, in fact, that Steve was a Steve from Earth 270 <laughs> um, that he was brought back. This could be, you know, a Steve from another time. This could be a gift from the gods. Who knows how they're going to do this? But Or it could be a ghost. <laughs> so who knows? But or it could be a son, which I doubt. But is the son look exactly like him? Well, that they try to do that. Actually, they did that in the series. Uh, in the t in the TV series, I think he was the grandson or of that particular Steve Trevor when they when she left because you know the the TV show started in the forties and then it came back in the seventies. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think he was the son or grandson of that Steve Trevor. It was the same man, but it was like he looked just like Steve. And I remember she was like, Steve. And he was like, it was my grandfather. So something like that. <laughs> but yeah, so we'll see how this goes. We'll see. I'm excited. I like that her outfit is colorful. Um, I like that she got some Wave Nouveau going on in her hair. Um, and I have to admit, Chris Pine is kind of cute. Like, I've been paying more attention to him. Oh yeah, he's attractive. Don't mm. get me wrong. I mean, he's no Chris <laughs> Evans, but you know, he can still he can still get some if he asked. Right. I mean, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not just not gonna, you know. Yeah. And speaking of the heroes, I just noticed that um, if y'all have not paid attention to uh, Henry Cavill's uh, IG account, y'all need to because he is giving you some thirst traps. He just recently did one where he's working on his super booty, as he said. Um, and he was doing some interesting um, lifts with the barbell on his waist. And I was like, um, sir, sir, sir. And Yes, I would. Yeah, talking about some super booty. I'm like, well, sir, you know, you need to show that off. And he does have a cute butt. So, you know, it's... You know, he can keep doing these videos, but if y'all, again, if y'all just looking for some new thirst traps, some worthy thirst trapping, because, you know, there's a lot of y'all out here giving us a bunch of foolishness, but I'm going to go with Henry Cavill. So he has, go to his, his IG account. His thirst, to me, as I have said before, I like thirst traps where it's not obvious it's thirst traps. It's the ones that make you really think about what's really going on versus like, Ooh, look at my new glasses and I'm butt ass naked on the bed. So he <laughs> he's giving you some thirst trap. He's like, hmm, okay, what are you doing? What's going on? So just something to just something to put out there. 
Oh Lord, what else is going on in, in this house of mess? Uh, some drag race stuff. We're coming to the end. Oh, thank God. <laughs> um, so, real quick, um, last episode, well, two weeks ago, last episode, Aquarius shouldn't have went home. Cameron mm. should have went home. Um, and to be honest, Aquarius should have been saved but just by the skin of her teeth because how do you not... It just seemed to me they didn't know what to do with that song and they were doing vanity six nasty girl i'm mm. like listen like you should be able to do this song like in your sleep this is but a, it just seemed to me like it was just like a little bit out of their element oh my god and it's an iconic song it is i'm like fuck anywho aquaria didn't uh, deserve to go home camera was in the bottom two at what three times but you know <laughs> And it's not like I don't appreciate her drag. I think she is a very good drag queen. Mm -hmm. And I think her looks have been together. I think she's funny. And I think she's a well-rounded queen. However, given the stats, she should have been going home. Mm. But anyway, this neither here nor there. Uh, this past uh, episode, they all had to do choreography and um, write lyrics to American um, which is available on iTunes and, <laughs> and <laughs> uh, so the choreography was pretty it was actually intense especially uh, did I say Aquaria? Yeah. Last week. I mean Miss Cracker yeah. I completely fucked that up. Miss Cracker should have been home uh, been in the top four not Hammer. So, anywho, Aquarius choreography, she did, I didn't know that she was that good of a dancer. Mm -hmm. Like, she was doing pirouettes and all this hoopla and getting into jumps and all this jazz. I was like, oh, okay. And I think, because, you know, her and Vixen had that running in, and then Aquarius cried like a little, uh, a typical white woman. But something that she said uh, when she was giving her a statement as to why she should be uh, America's uh, next drag superstar is because she has the privilege. She said something to the effect of she has the privilege of knowing when to speak up with others or something like that. Hmm. And I think that was the reason why she said that is because of her talks and run-ins with Vixen. And I felt that for a queen to be that age, I think she's only 21, mm -hmm. to have that kind of knowledge of drag, of herself, and to own up to those mistakes and try to change speaks highly of her. So I'm interested to see her career after the show. Mm -hmm. um, I think they... And I was only speaking about Aquaria. The others, um, Asia's choreography was really tight, obviously, because she is a pageant girl, so she knows that tight choreography. Uh, Cameron had a lot of, uh, what was it, tutting in uh, arm work. Mm -hmm. So she actually did it. I was like, oh, okay. So kudos to her. <laughs> I didn't think. 
uh, Eureka's choreography was challenging enough. Mm-hmm. Now I can understand that because she's a bigger girl, she might not be able to dance that much. But in the same vein, I'm like, well, why shouldn't she be able to dance this much? Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of bigger girls on stage dance, buck the house down. Yeah. But I'm like, eh, it's okay, whatever. Um, I know they're doing the reunion next, well, actually, this week. Yeah. And then in two weeks, they'll do the actual crowning. Yeah. And from what I heard in the rumors, I don't know if I will be satisfied with the winner. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying this, well, obviously, I do not want Eureka to win, not because she's a big queen or plus size queen. I believe that the others are more ahead. Mm-hmm. Now, if she does end up winning, it's fuck the show, uh, fuck her and everything she's about. <laughs> I don't like her, but I can appreciate that she knows her craft. Yeah. You know? Hmm. Honestly, it's anybody's game. And I'm interested, I'm always interested what they see, what they wear to the reunion. And once they do the, um, uh, like the first initial start of the uh, the um, the crowning when everybody walks out and whatnot, so we'll see. Mm-hmm. I I know that they're going to do the lip sync uh, for your life live like they did uh, when Sasha Velour won. Yeah, and I know they're probably going to do what I've heard that they're going to do Janet Jackson songs. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see. we'll see Um, just a few more things to go on the tea table Um, so season 8 of American Horror Story is going to combine Murder House and Coven Um, that is going to be season 8 they already had um, some people already talking about it the rumor is um What's her her name? It just slipped my mind, but she's gonna play multiple characters. Um, Which yeah, which I'm she's gonna probably play um, since she is the new supreme in that season. But she was also a psychic um, in the first um, season uh, of so she may play both. They may make you know they may bring her back as that psychic. Um, Also, um, Emma Stone, not Emma Stone. But um, her name is Emma, and her name is something. Oh, she's um, Ro- um, Emma Roberts. She actually did like a little video saying her, her classic line um, <laughs> about being "I'm back, bitches" or something like that. I'm like, and so that was kind of neat. Um, it's gonna be an interesting season. I do hope it does not run off the rails, but you know it probably will. Hopefully, it can be it can run off the rails as long as it's a good way of running off the rails. Um, but I'm excited to see this combination to see what they do, uh, they're doing. Um, I'm not sure if Angela Bassett is returning, but that might be fun. You know, because I didn't like the way it ended with her being trapped in hell. Um, okay. But hopefully she would come back. But I'm curious to see how they're going to do this whole murder house coven type of thing. Oh, uh, I know Lady Gaga. They started filming already, right? I think so. 
and I know Lady Gaga is returning. She's the original Supreme, um, which I mm, struggle with that because I feel like, you know, the original should be a person of color. Because I, I think, you know, when we think about how, like, Anne Rice did original vampires, it was Akasha, you know, like one of the original. And if you read stories, it, it, there are people of color, basically, who start this mess. Um, or if you think about how even Vampire Diaries kind of touch on the fact that the witches were, you know, uh, they were some of, they focus on the slave, the ones who were slaves. Um, but the way they ended the series was really neat when they had um, Bonnie's ancestors come and help her um, dry out Hellfire. And so, you know, I, I kind of wish they would kind of diversify that, but that's okay. But, you know, we'll, we'll be, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. I don't know if you watch it, Nick, but I'll be watching to see how they start this off. <laughs> I'll try to keep up with it. Wasn't uh, Joan Collins cast? Yes. Yes. So, if if Lady Gaga was the original one, mm-hmm. then who was Joan Collins? Is Ooh, she, she could by be. chance Lady Gaga's mother? Or she could be one of the other Supremes throughout the past. Mm-hmm. Or maybe somebody who was a contender, or maybe one of the, because they did an episode when um, Fiona was a student, so maybe she might be one of the students in Fiona's class, uh-huh. um, who comes back. Like I know Myrtle Snow is gone, would she be kind of you know this other girl who's like, bitch, I hated you, and I'm coming back from from the England house. I'm coming from the Hogwarts house of <laughs> all this, and that would be fun because you know Joan Collins be bringing it. So Joan Collins as a as a powerful witch, come on now. That's that's a lot to play with. Right. Does she do it in furs too? We just need, Lord, furs. You know what? They need to bring in Electra too. Electra could be <laughs> so I'm just really obsessed with Electra. She could be a supreme in the two. Bring her into the house. She could be one of the Right. She could be like, Oh, you got rid of, you know, Marie. Well, I'm here. You know, she could come in as that particular person. So That'll be fun too. That'll be fun, fun too. Um, uh-huh. And I'm gonna kind of skip over Jeff Johns. He's stepping down from um, DC Entertainment. <laughs> he's gonna still have a role in the movies, but he's not gonna be kind of the head honcho. He's gonna kind of step down, which is fine. He's not really the problem, so I don't want to really focus that much into it. He's still working on the films, but there's a part of me that's wondering: Do they need to start? taking people who worked in D.C. out of when it comes to the movies. Because I think of Kevin Feige, he really wasn't a comic book writer or anything when he came in and got Marvel together. And maybe that was for the best. Do they need to kind of have people, because Jim Lee is going to step more in that role, and Jim Lee is a comic book artist who actually did start with Marvel with the X-Men in the Mm -hmm. 90s. And so he's been doing some stuff too, but do they need to let go of the people who like comic book people in general and just bringing a, a different group I don't know but um, as we mentioned earlier in the episode um, there is an article already talking about how they their main plan now is to clean up shop so who knows what this really means but Jeff John he's not going to be head honcho but he's going to still be working on the movies but Nick brought up a very good piece that we'll end our tea with that something we need to think yeah. about yeah, it's not uh, the best of 
how we really want to end stuff, but yeah. it's still very relevant. So the World Cup is going on right now uh, in Russia, and apparently there was a French gay couple that was attacked during one of the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were attacked during uh, while they were catching a cab. And one of the victims suffered uh, brain contusions and cerebral injuries. Uh, thankfully, the two that were uh, two were arrested in connection with the attack. But because Russia has such anti-gay laws and really don't care about LGBT people, their arrest is probably off a show. Yeah. And the, the activist group uh, Pride in Football, they uh, reveal that they have been getting uh, death threats and all kinds of uh, warnings and whatnots to any gay fans attending the World Cup. And I, this is just one of those things that just happened. And it's incredibly frustrating, especially because we still don't know what all is going on in Chechnya as far as the basic extermination of gay men there. So, honestly, just fuck Russia. (laughs) Really, fuck Russia. Fuck Putin. I mean, it's... It's... And fuck homophobia. Right. Just just blow it all up (laughs) in so many ways. Oh my like, y'all don't have to be such trash. Y'all you, really don't. You don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, you know, you're. I mean, it shouldn't have to be this way. But it's. But you know, Russia has always had a history when it comes to LGBT people and how they've been brutal towards us. Um, I think about the Olympics a few years ago. I think about just other things that were going on and some people who were kidnapped and missing, and there was so much going on with that. And then like some of the pictures of gay people being beaten and and imprisoned it's a lot that's going on over there and i really hate the fact that we are still dealing with that and russia is just a book just oh it is basically like a genosha so it's just yeah it's like some backwater foolishness that's that had a hand in our in our elections and all that great stuff so it, it it's just really disgusting it really is. But let's just go ahead and put this tea stuff away. Um, and, you know, kind of maybe, you know, have a piece of lemon to clear the palate of that foolishness. And we'll be back. All right, we are back. And we're going to get into our king size issue, which is going to be a potpourri of things. So we're going to just talk about some stuff that's been going on. And kind of already did that in the beginning, but we're going to still get into some more stuff. So... I thought we can kind of start talking about what kind of our hopes and goals and dreams that we're working on and all that stuff. Because somebody did ask, like, what are y'all doing? Like, what else? <laughs> like, kind of like, well, you know, what else about us? Because apparently people want to know more about us. So I guess we could talk about our goals and hopes and dreams. You go first, because I'm still <laughs> thinking about mine. Well, I, I have been... I've been really going through some not like not hardship stuff, but just kind of a, a just kind of a reminder that I'm living in, in Los Angeles, and that's and and you know I'm a little bit older than most, and so some of my friends 
I've noticed a lot of people that I came to LA with or people who were here when I got here are all gone, but they're all in places that I, it's interesting. They're all like in Boone, North Carolina or in Richmond, Virginia, or they're in so many different places that, you know, we used to laugh as youngsters, like I ain't moving to those places, but now everybody's moving to those places. And it's mostly, you know, they they want to be able to have a good life and, you know, have some money. And I've been really thinking about some things about, like, yeah, I'm living in Los Angeles, but, bitch, I want to save money and go to Europe and do things. And it's kind of hard to do when you're living here. And so just kind of looking at what my career goals are and what I can accomplish. Because, you know, I was thinking as, you know, creating comics and stuff, I can do that anywhere. It's different if you're creating you know, a screenwriter, because you, it's good for you to be here, but you don't have to be. And so sometimes I've been thinking like, because basically the truth is a lot of people are not going to retire in Los Angeles. And so part of me has been thinking, you know, do I need to reconsider elsewhere? Um, the ultimate plan is to always stay in California, but I'm, I'm open to actually maybe looking into going different places. And so that's been kind of part of my goal is figuring out where I will end up, but also kind of making sure that I don't die broke (laughs) or that I have things that I said, because there's, you know, living here, there's sacrifices you make, but I would love to go see my family more, do more for my mom, uh, take more trips and save money. You know, like I want to be able to do that. And I feel like at this time, you know, trying to live in LA, you are limited to doing all those things to some degree, unless you are you know, hugged up with somebody who has a good job or you have a super good job. Um, and that's kind of hard to always get to. So I've been thinking about, like, what are my true goals, what I want to accomplish in that sense. Um, but I've also been thinking about, like, you know, as I'm thinking about writing comics and stuff, I'm going to do a Kickstarter. It's ready to go. I'm saying it. It's next week, but it was supposed to be this week, but I needed more time to think through it. Um, and I, I reached out to some folks to, you know, look through my campaign and let me know what it looks like. And people like it. It's just I'm scared because I just saw there was a few people who had campaigns in it and they didn't do so hot. Um, but I, I feel like, no, I need to go through it. And that's something I'm going to just force myself to go through. Because I believe in my project, and I'm going to just go out there and do it. So next week, y'all, I think on Tuesday, is going to drop. And so I'm going to be, like, just out there with it. But I realized that in order for me to make my dreams happen, I have to do something about it. So that's that's what my uh-huh. hope, my hopes and stuff is that, but also, you know, thinking about being realistic. Um, also knowing that people are, you know, people are moving out here, and I want y'all to also think about moving out to Los Angeles is cute, but the money ain't. So, you know, having money is, being broke is not cute. So this place will eat up money quick. So I, you know, I know people are coming out here, I think Kletisha, Ken is coming out here, you know, and uh, some other people that I know coming out here. My best advice for y'all is make sure y'all have lined up some jobs. Because if you don't, now, when I switched jobs, I didn't work for three months, but I saved up over $10,000. So I can actually not work for a few months. Um, And that was, that can go by quick. (laughs) When you have to pay rent and your car note and other bills. 
So make sure y'all have a job lined up. Make sure you budget your money really well. Make sure you are, if you move anywhere, you move, if you don't have a car, you are moving close to a subway system because a subway system is not the best. So be ready for that and be ready to eat in because you can, your money can be eaten up so fast. I can't really explain to y'all how much your money will be eaten up so fast living here. I can't explain that any, you know, too. So it's, uh, it's just a lot of little things here. So as y'all think about coming out here, just be, just be ready for it. Be totally ready for it. And as I'm thinking through my goals and things, if I, you know, continue to stay here, I think if I stay here, it might be another 10 years if I stay that long before I realize I might want to move to like San Diego or maybe like to smaller areas in California or maybe, you know, Virginia or something like that. I've considered returning to the South. Um, so that's when, that's when what I've been thinking of, but jumping back to what I want to do, I do want to write and create stuff. So that's why I'm forcing myself to get this kickstart out there and to really do more of the stuff. And also, you know, continue writing scripts and stuff just to see what happens because a lot of, a lot of people are getting glow ups and I want a piece of that too. So, um, that's still going to be a mission for me to do. So that is one saving money is the other securing my future is another piece and being happy. I feel like that's something that I want to continue to do. Um, you know, explore that, explore, you know, dating and exploring being with someone. And I feel like I'm done with that the whole app stage of my life. Like, I feel like there's no, I, I, this is going to sound, it's not meant to be judgmental. This is more for me, but I feel like being 44, that world, I I can't, I can't, it's too toxic for me to be active in. And for those of y'all who can manage it and go through it, great. But I feel like I can't do that to myself. I don't have time to be given, you know, some of y'all halfway house niggas opportunities that you don't deserve. I don't feel like giving my body over to somebody who don't deserve it. I don't feel like I need to be dealing with you and your lies and your empty promises. So I'm just going to avoid that. And I think in a lot of ways, gay guys, I think what help, what, what will solve some of your problems is to take a month away from the apps and see how you feel. See how you feel. I think that's one a, a good step into making yourself happy. Like, yeah, you may wonder, like, when I'm going to get laid. And like, well, you know what? We didn't have these many years ago, and we figured it out. So you can figure it out, too. But I just feel like that, you know, I, for me, for me to be happy, I have to stay away from stuff like that. And I also need to, like, take time to really figure out what I really want and, and what I really need and do I really want and what I really want out of a person, too. Because I don't want to be one of those people who just get in relationships because you want one. I need to figure out why I want it and, and what I really want from the person and what will be beneficial for not just me, but both of us. So that's where my head is right now. It's a lot of stuff I know, but that's a lot. That's where I am right now. I know for me, I, like career-wise, I'm still not sure what I want to do for it. I feel like and I've been struggling with this, and it's going to seem like it's coming from a jealousy or a petty 
state. Mm-hmm. But I feel that everyone is getting some kind of recognition or they're getting where they want to be except for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I'm not... I didn't go to school to be a creative type. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to school to get into business, to be in the corporate world. And once I found out how shitty the corporate world is, Mm -hmm. I felt like that kind of put me into a position or a career path that I didn't want to go in. Mm -hmm. So I see all of these creatives doing wonderful stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's cool, but I'm not a creative type of person. Mm -hmm. You know, granted, I can choreograph something and that's creative in an aspect, but writing like scripts or Mm -hmm. in general, I only written, I've only written from a factual base, Mm -hmm. like a term paper or shit like that. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of in that kind of state of mind where what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. Do I want to find something that's going to make me happy? Mm-hmm. Or do I want to find something that's sure it's not ideal of what I want to do, but at least it pays the bills? And then another aspect of that is what, as a career, will make me happy? Yeah, that's what I've been trying to figure out, too, because, like, I like doing what I'm doing, but part of me wants... I do want to get on a creative side because I feel like that would be fun to really just sit there and do nothing but create. Um, but no, I feel you on that too. It's it's just like... I felt like I've been meandering around since I graduated mm-hmm. college. Like I went from one job to another job to this job where I thought I wasn't going to stay and... And I got this job in like 2015 and it's 2018 and I'm still here. Mm. I'm still hating it. And it's just, (laughs) it's such, you know how it is where you have to go to a job that you absolutely do not like, but you can't go, you cannot go to it because if you don't, then bills are not going to get paid. Yeah. You know, you have to do what you got to do and I can't I'm not in a position to just quit because I don't have any kind of savings you know I don't want to draw from my 401k yeah so I I just got to suck it up and keep on looking and you know I've been looking in state out of state and the job I said this on on Twitter like the job process it's so demoralizing. Yeah. Like you get through it and you get to a certain point where it's like, damn, well, it has to be me that they don't like, even though it's irrational because they never met you. Yeah. You can't help but think it's something wrong with you. Yeah. And that's, I think the majority of my thinking goes into like a job. Yeah. And I I hate that 
that's the basis for what a lot of a happiness is mm-hmm. is how much money you have to make um i know <clears throat> the boyfriend is always saying well you have to do something that makes you happy and here lately playing video games hasn't made me happy running hasn't made me happy exercising hasn't made me happy and so it's almost like i don't even know how to relax yeah like the only time i feel like i'm relaxing is when i'm sleeping yeah it's just so frustrating it's just so frustrating yeah i I, I kind of, I, I get where you're coming from with that because I'm always, I it's like you sitting here and you like, you know what you really want to do or you may not, but you may have an idea and it's like, how do I even get to it? Like, why is it something keeping me from it? And how does this person get into it? And um, sometimes I get mad when I hear people complain about their fun stuff that they do. You know, I'm like, how are you, like you are doing what I would love to do and you talk, you tired of it. And you know, that's the funny thing. I think once we get into it, who knows? We may get into what we want to do and then feel the same way. Uh, but it, it's, I'm restless. I find myself restless where, you know, I would like take walks or drive around and be like, what am I supposed to do? And I feel like fate has shown me like, and it's funny because when I think about this Kickstarter, I'm like, it's laid it out for me. What's stopping me is me. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, it's like I'm to myself in the mirror. It's like, bitch, you just release it. You the one who holding it back. It's done. Release it. Just do it and see what happens. And if you crash and burn, you crash and burn. But you're gonna have to do it. You never know what comes from that. You know, like you can get something out of that. So. I I think the hard pieces that I think what we're is is the restlessness is getting to us. Because I feel like we know he's supposed to be doing something better. It's just, what is it? <laughs> and will it present itself? Has it presented itself? Is it already there? We just don't really see it yet. You know what I'm saying? It could be laying right there and we just keep walking over it. Or it's laying right there and we don't want to make the sacrifice to get see, it. See, I think that's some of it too. Because I was I... like, because a part of me was like, what if you do need to leave Los Angeles to get yourself in order? Are you right. ready to do that? And a part of me is like, Am I ready to go? And I think I need to follow what, what fate says. Because fate has led me. I said, this is what I mean when I say fate. Um, I remember when I interviewed to work in Los Angeles, a song came on on my random track called California, Here I Come. That was a sign, I believe, to like, yeah, this is what it needs to do. I think if signs are preventing, are saying to me, like, maybe you need to step out for a while, do something else, and come back, then that's what I need to do. Um, and so I just need to be able to just receive that and yeah, make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary and part. I, I think I need to do the same. Uh, and that might, you know, very well risk the relationship because, you know, he just started his sewing business mm-hmm. and he's in a good place. A lot of his clientele are here mm-hmm. and he's on cast at a place that he likes Mm -hmm. so and i don't know i've talked about this a lot in therapy it almost seems like it would be 
it would be too much for me to ask him to do to up in and move versus me just staying here and being in a position that I'm in right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like almost in some sort of way, the things that I've done in the relationship, like I almost deserve it. Yeah. Remember, we pulling from girlfriends. Remember what Jones said. Jones said that you have to sometimes save yourself. Mm-hmm. And that is a sacrifice. And, you know, she had to do that when, you know, talking about uh, Tony, talking about that. Um, that's, I forgot his name. Um, when he he didn't want kids, but she wanted kids. And she had to make that big decision. You know, uh-huh. be like, well, you're supposed to be my soulmate. You know, it's just those type of things. And that's why I think we have to sometimes listen to that and see what that leads into. You know, I think about friends who have done that. They have been like, okay, I, I'm going to do it. And that's what's going to happen. And things did work out in their favor. And, you know, some people did, like, I left. He or she stayed behind. Eventually they came or we made some different agreement or things changed between us. But they still had to do it. And that was the respect of the fact, like, I can't. Like, I think if I was in a situation I had a partner, like, look, I'm not going to hold you back. Because what you may end up doing is looking at me as like as a resentment. Uh-huh. Um, exactly. Like I think about my ex. My ex left and it became, hell, he has a billboard <laughs> of himself. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, well, damn, if we were still together, I, I might have been holding him back because I wouldn't want to go to Lansing. But he did. And it worked out best for him. And, I was, and that's why I'm like, you know what? Then it worked best for everybody. Right. And so that's why I don't sit here going like, oh, I'm like, no, I'm glad he has a billboard. I'm a little jealous he has one because, bitch, I would like a billboard. I don't know what it was saying. But, <laughs> but if it's just me just laughing around, like doing one of those, like, huh, whatever. But I think we may have to look at the fact that we do have to make the sacrifices. And if that means, you know, like for myself, like, bitch, you have to put yourself out there. And I feel like I have. I mean, I my comic has been on the web for two years. And luckily, there's been people who like it and want more of it and, you know, enjoy it. So I have to get over myself and just let it go, let, let it happen. And I think for you, you know, for when you figure out what exactly what you want to do. But you know what they always say? We can't look at other people's successes and compare it to us. We can't. And, and Oprah I said that. I have a bad habit of doing that. Me too. And that's why I quit. I said, I can't do that because what they did is a different journey that they took to get it. What I have to do, the journey is going to be different for all of us, but it's it's there, it's different because it has to teach us something on the way. So what somebody went through to get something, they had to learn. They had to go through something to get where they had to get, and I have to go through something to get where I have to get, and you the same way. So I can't be jealous. I'm happy. Like when I see people like, you know, they working on shows, um, like we happy, we happy for Jermaine. Jermaine just got, you know, his artwork. For Netflix, for uh, yeah, y'all see that? Um, got his stuff for um Luke Cage. I'm happy for that because I was like, bitch, I can't draw, so I'm happy that he got it. <laughs> like, yes, because I look at it like this is every you know when people get success, we need to be happy for it. And yeah, every once in a while, I know a lot of us get jealous of stuff. We, ha- I mean, that's human nature. But I think that it's good that it's, but it also like 
wakes me up. Like, it's like caffeine. It's like, bitch, then what are you doing? Don't be sitting up here acting like, oh, I wanted to be me. Then do make it you. Make that you. And then get out there and see what happens. Um, because, and then also we have, we have to look at what we do, what we have achieved. Um, like, I had to remind myself, like, bitch, I'm about to have a panel at Comic-Con. Um... And so I need to look at that because that's not an easy feat. Not everybody gets a panel at Comic-Con. And to have another panel there two years in a row um, is fascinating. And so I need to always celebrate my successes, the little successes that I have, to remind myself that I am a bad bitch and I'm going to have to continue on. And it's not going to be given to me right away. That's things I have to build up to, and that's what I have to continue going. So, I will, you know, for you, I'll say that for you too. Like, you know, you're talented. You know what you got to do. Um, that's the sometimes it's just a hard part of just just saying this is how I have to go about doing it. Yeah, it's just it's that fear of failure. Mm-hmm. So that like you you never want to step out. Because you don't know the outcome. Yeah. And me being a control freak that I am, <laughs> I can't control that outcome if I step out. So I'll play it safe because I can control that kind. I can control that to a certain extent. Yeah. Because if I don't, if I step out and I fail, then it's almost like a self. It's almost like a self prophecy that, oh, well, you was going to fail anyway. Mm-hmm. It's deep. It is. Like, that shit is so, that's, that self-doubt will eat you and eat you uh, unless you can, like, wrangle it in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I'm going through right now. And that's why I said to myself that next week is no excuses. That's why I'm going to put it out there. I will talk about it before I release it. <laughs> I'll probably get on people's nerves, but I'm. I feel like I have to, because I didn't. I didn't come this far. I didn't spend so much money to have this. You know, this book made, and then to sit back and be, like, no, it's okay. No, I'm. I'm gonna go for it, and that will be the fun part. I think that's the journey I'm supposed to go through, and, you know, if it's successful. Great. If it's not, it's just gonna be a reminder of more work that I need to do. And the, again, that's hard. You're right. This stuff eats at you because you start thinking about like, oh, everybody who's going to, people going to see this. They're going to see that I failed. But then I have to remember that this is not even about them. <laughs> so why am I trying to make it all about them? Right. Why am I trying to do that? Oh, goodness. Damn, why do we get so deep? No, I'm glad we talked this out because I, I, I think it's good for us to remind ourselves that we can do whatever we want to do. We have people who do believe in us. We we occasionally believe in ourselves. <laughs> and I feel like we just need to go out there and do it. You can't, you know, Oprah has said so many great things, but I think she has talked about, like, if she didn't do it, she wouldn't be where she is now. And I think that's what we just have to do. We just have to go through every door, stumble and fall, you know, get wet, whatever it is that you go through, just to make sure, you know, just to be aware of it's not going to be easy. And, you know, that's that's the thing. I've been here long enough to know that you have to do the work now. There's no there's no back door. And sometimes it is a back door, but you still have to do the work. 
Uh, and so it is what it is. And I think we just have to be, we just have to just get in it. Just get dirty and get into it. Yep. Get into it. Yeah. Woo. Well, I feel like I want to, we can quickly touch on it, but I didn't want to spend a lot of time on it. Uh, it. That whole triple X boy who, he was some internet rapper. What was, you know, those SoundCloud rappers. He was one of those. And I don't know, what what, what they call him? Extinction, whatever his name was. Yeah, Child, don't give me the line. Yeah. Uh, triple X, then we'll go with that. Extension, we did him. So he he died. He was killed. Um, but he also left a legacy of abuse. Um, he beat his ex-girlfriend. She was pregnant at the time. Beat her nearly to death. Um, attacked a man because the guy was staring at him and he was being very homophobic about it. And so, you know, for a lot of us, we didn't, we weren't going to miss that. We wasn't going to celebrate, we didn't celebrate his death. Now, some people probably did, but we didn't celebrate his death. But all of a sudden, it was just interesting to see, like, all these folks coming at the gay community, talking about we excited for it, and do we care about black lives if it's not gay black lives? Like, it was just a lot of stupid hotel niggerish shit that was just being said. And here's the tea. Basically... Oh, and the one thing that how he would have been, you know, if Ma- if he's like Malcolm X and Malcolm X would have died at the time. Girl, but can, can we talk about how all these <laughs> rappers like Jadena and J. Cole, they died on that hill trying to uh, defend that little boy. Like, <laughs> like come on, comparing to Malcolm X, nigga, are you high? I don't say. Is it correct that you smoke? I know. I was like, what kind of time machine y'all got where y'all already know that they're going to be... Like, this is my thing. We can't play choose your own adventure about how these people's lives are going to be. He did not... What he gave us is what we got. There's no shoulda, coulda, woulda. I want... You know, I would like to be a member of Vanity Six, but that's never going to happen. And if he was going to be something of greatness, who knows? But what he left us was trash. And that's what we are seeing. He was abusive. He did some horrible things. And yeah, he was young. But there's a lot of people who are young who did terrible things. You know what I mean? Like, we can't sit here and be like, well, he had this. There's a lot of kids growing up um, with without, who didn't have the opportunities as he did, you know, to make a difference. And they still came out well. You know, you think about, I can't remember his name, but that one guy who got, who got into all 20 schools that he applied to. He didn't grow up the best way of life. He didn't have all these things. He grew up in a, in a not a good home, but uh-huh. he didn't turn to all this. He applied himself, and now he's he has a choice to go anywhere he wants to go. And so I keep, you know, uplift that. I'm not gonna sit here and uh, and do all this cut and pasting and for this this man who did not, who was not showing us this change that y'all believe in and. And, and and stop trying to attack the entire gay community over this. Like, to see y'all even try to throw us under the bus under this is highly ridiculous. So just because we are not sitting up here like, we ain't got nothing nice to say? No, we don't have to have anything to say. But there's no need for you to try to put our entire community under the bus because we don't give two craps about him passing. It's sad that he passed, yes. It is sad. But we also have to look at the fact that this man was a trouble man. And I'm not going to sit here. That's like us up here talking about. <laughs> this is horrible, but I don't care. It's like us up here saying, well, you know, I feel bad for Jason. Because, you know, he grew up 
and he was ugly and nobody cared for him and that's why he's killing all those folks. No, I'm not going to say there's no sympathy for that. I'm just like, no, I'm not going to do it. Don't try to make me do it. Don't try to force it. Don't Just if we don't want to grieve, we don't have to. If he meant something to you, so, okay, I guess. But also, you have to recognize the fact that he was abusive. He was homophobic. He was someone who thrived in that life. And you die, if you play by the sword, you die by the sword. And that's just how that situation is. I'm sorry. But I'm not going to sit here and be trying to be like, well, he, you know, that's a black life. I'm like, yes, it is. But he yeah. also made choices. That He made choices. He did. And, like, I saw uh, last night and into the day uh, when I got on Twitter that people were like, oh, well, I smoked crack. Uh, I did cocaine. <laughs> I said... <laughs> Wait, now, wait a minute. What are we doing here? Like, I like it don't mean that I'm a bad person. Uh, and I'm like, did you have to show share your whole intimate <laughs> portrait ass story with us? Like, you could have stopped with LSD. I know. Okay, that's not the point. I mean, that's not the point. Nobody said that makes you a bad person. But to compare you doing LSD to somebody literally beating somebody to death, People that's two ass different both. things. And you can't, and I, and quit trying to do this. Well, can we separate the music from the artist? No, because that's 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 a part of being an artist. That is you. Right. That is like you. you. Talk about life experiences. So your music, you are your music. Yes. So you can't do that mess either. Um, you know, like I said, I am sorry for his family. That is a horrible way to die that is a horrible situation but again these are choices that he made he had success to move out to get away from that to get the help he needed to trans you know what i'm saying he it's different when you there's no way out for you you know you feel like you may you may have to resort to certain things to get by but he didn't have to and again this is what he left us, and I'm just going by what he what he left. Um, the fact that you know there's a GoFundMe for his ex girlfriend, um, and I don't want y'all to go look at her pictures because it's hard to see that. Um, but just keep in mind, he have a legacy. He left a legacy that is not something that I'm I would forget, and I and and you know I can't support a person who was an abuser. I can't, I can sympathize with the loss, but I can't sit here and praise all the things he could have been. I'm not going to do that. That's just doing too much. That's just doing too much. We're not doing a shoulda, coulda, woulda. No. We're doing what, we doing what's on the front of me. What's on the table is this. It's like, yeah, I would like to have a steak, but right now in front of me is baloney, and I have to deal with what's right there sitting in front of my face. And so... You know, again, sorry for his family, but don't make me feel bad because I'm not going to sit here and do a holy hallelujah dance on that. Y'all can come for me all you want. I really don't care. But I'm just saying that I just think it's ridiculous that it's just ridiculous how people are just, we lost a legend. We lost this and everything else. I even saw that damn Paul Logan or whatever that little ugly white boy name, whatever that, that one of those Logan boys. Uh-huh. Logan Paul, no, Paul, boy, whatever. He's about some no, 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 no. It's like, of course you liked him. 
Right. <laughs> so, you know, of course you liked him. Um, but I know y'all was done. I know y'all was uh, cracked out when y'all was comparing this little motherfucker to uh, Tupac and Biggie. I said, <laughs> you know what? Oh. Y'all need a y'all need a sleep. Y'all need sleep. <laughs> yeah, y'all need, need a massage. Like uh, you need like fiber to clean you out. Something because I know y'all want some other shit. Lord, pretty much. Oh Lord. Well, I guess that's it. <laughs> I guess we can. Yeah, because we just talked about our so much stuff. Our careers, or yeah. You know, all that shit. Yeah. And we could keep on going, but, yeah. you know, we already cried <laughs> this month on the yeah. podcast, so we don't want to cry again. True. And as always, you all, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Mechachine Pod. You can also find us on uh, Twitter. I'm at Porter Pizzazz. Victor's at Wonderman 5. The podcast is also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, so... Go over to those uh, platforms, uh, subscribe, comment, rate us five stars. That definitely helps us to get more visibility. We're also on Facebook at Mechashine Pod, Instagram at Mechashine. Uh, if you have any questions about the show, uh, questions you want to uh, want us to answer on the podcast, you can send them all to Mechashine6 at gmail.com. And also go to our website, makeachinepod.com. There should be some more articles coming in the next few weeks. Um, Anything else before we get up out of here? Um, You know, we we might be at FlameCon. You might see us there. You will see. um, You'll see me at uh, Super Wonder Con. At San Diego Comic Con. Um, and all that good stuff. So we're going to try to do a little bit more outreach and you'll be seeing us in some form or fashion. So we're, you know, we'll be out there. We will be out there. Yes, we will. Well, on that note, let's get up out of here. Let's get up out of here. And one more thing. When y'all create lists of queer podcasts, podcasts, don't forget us. That's all (laughs) 